Live from New York, it's the show that is now made up of three Kansas City Chiefs fans. <laughs> it's first things first. On today's show, next year's MVP odds are out, and Josh oh, Allen is the favorite oh, for You won't believe who has an issue with this. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers may be headed to New York, but which wow. New York sports star says he can't handle the media. Spoiler alert, it was Tiki Barber. And finally, <laughs> it's time for your weekly dose of motivation. Oh, oh. it's the Bud List. AD. Alongside AD? Nick Wright, okay. I'm Kevin Wilds. Brewer, are there any surprises on today's Bud Well, list? we're moving to basketball. Oh. Football, obviously, over, uh, except for what, USFL is coming up. But basketball right now. Okay. Right. Be, be NBA heavy. I'll be oh, a little earlier hit. today. Instead of the four yes. o'clock. Oh, you're right. Time. That is a surprise. We're yeah. only an hour show today. Yep. Good job, Nick. We Don't start with tune in for motivation. <laughs> I thought that was great. And we're not on like they, well, that would be a what are they going to do? Motivation is <laughs> coming early. <laughs> uh, new look Lakers win. LeBron goes for 21 six and six with his new teammates, bro. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, yeah. Mo Bamba. Here's Le- LeBron after the game. We got a lot of work to do still, um, you know, and you know every game is going to be tough for us, especially going on the stretch. We knowing the type of uh, knowing the type of push that we need to make, uh, so um, you know I want the guys to to enjoy the break, but don't get 100% detached because um, you know we want to come back and, and try to keep this thing going. I feel really good about what we have uh, brewing, but you know it's going to um, take a lot of commitment from us going down the stretch. So I look forward to that. I mean, that's what Brew was telling us because we have Friday off. He's yeah. like, you know what? Don't totally detach. Exactly. No, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Do you expect the Lakers to turn it around? Yes. Wow. Wow. Enough of a turnaround, Nick, to get into the play-in. Wow. wow. I, and the only reason I'm limiting it to the play-in is because I do expect LeBron and AD to miss a few of these games. They got, what, 23 games left. I think they'll, I think they'll miss a few. But look. Bringing in D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, those are shooters that mm-hmm. stretches the floor around LeBron and AD. Yep. And Jared Vanderbilt, that's what they started last night, those five. I don't know if that's going to be their permanent lineup. But Vanderbilt's a great defender. So you got him and AD out there now. Vanderbilt's long and athletic. And then the bench, I've always liked Schroeder. You guys have heard me talk about yep. him. Obviously, Austin Reeves. Mo Bamba brings length. He's a seven-footer who's athletic. So, I think they'll make a push, and I think they move ahead of New Orleans is just well, in New free Orleans fall. in real trouble. Right. They, they're 7-17 really since New Year's Eve. And Zion right. on the board doesn't play again this year. Not great. Like. Yep. Very, very good chance. So I think New Orleans, Portland, and either OKC, or I got Utah, Portland falling out, and OKC or New Orleans. One of those, so I think, those the, are teams. Do you think time. when you say the play, before I get my answer, I just want to dig into it for a moment. Do you think they could get to the 7 or 8 line? Because that, there is a huge difference right. between being the 7 or the 8 and you only have to win once, or the 9-10 where you have to go 2 for 2 to make the actual playoffs. I think they have a shot. I'm not going to so, write that in, but I think they have a shot at getting to the seven or eight. So the, this really is, can they go 14-9 and nine the rest of the way? 14-9 and nine would put them at exactly 500, and that will definitely get you into the play-in. I don't know if it will be the 10 seed or the 8 seed, but that will get you in. They have the 60th easiest schedule remaining, and they only have, and I think this is critical, three back-to-backs remaining because at this point, right. I don't think we anticipate LeBron's going to be playing, but maybe their final back-to-back of the year, if they're in a spot where they you know, have to win out to make it, he would do it. But ultimately, Wilds, this is an Anthony Davis question, Oh, in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. The question, because Anthony Davis was good yesterday he after was. his first good game since the game when LeBron broke the scoring record and he seemed detached and had been playing poorly. No, no, he was just locked in because just they locked, were losing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, if Anthony Davis is able, he doesn't even have to play at the level he was playing at in the beginning of the year, that stretch where it was like, this is the best basketball Anthony right. Davis has played as a Laker. If he can simply play around the level he was at last night, then there's no reason whatsoever the Lakers shouldn't be able to claw their way with this schedule that they have the rest of the way into the play-in. If so they, you don't have them going above the play-in? No, I don't, no, I don't think they're going to jump six teams. Right. Now, I, I will tell you, depending on how they look, if they get in, do I think they actually could be a tough matchup for the number one seed Denver Nuggets? Possibly. Ooh, like Depending that. on again, we gotta see well, these guys. AD can outplay Jokic. A- AD can outplay okay. Jokic. We've seen him do it in the postseason before. Now obviously Jokic has gotten better since then and AD hasn't seemed to. But the real it, it, this to me is all about Anthony Davis and is Anthony Davis over whatever was maligning him the last maybe. couple weeks. Strong maybe. Uh the next four games out of the All-Star game, Brew. Golden State at home, then at Dallas with Kyrie. That'll be a fun game. At Memphis, you'll take an L on that one, and at Frisky Thunder. I could see and Minnesota's actually Minnesota's sneaky good. Well. Can I interest you in a player? It's not a blind resume. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Eight and a half points, seven rebounds, shoots 39% from the field, 35% from three, and doesn't play defense, but has good chemistry. Little Kevin Love buyout market. Um, Are you interested at all? If I'm the Lakers? Yeah. I am. You, I am too. Maybe for for camaraderie. I mean, he's got LeBron's guy. Hit, hit some maybe. threes. Hit a corner yeah. three or two. Okay. And a little added front court it. depth. If we do think LeBron's gonna have to, you know, they have 23 games left. We think LeBron's gonna miss more than two or three of those games. Having a little extra front court depth. Who's he guarding though? Nobody. Well, nobody. Okay. The answer's nobody. <laughs> nobody. I don't know if those eight points are gonna make up for the for the eight well, he gives up. It's some open threes. Uh, headed into All Star, we have the results. Of the unofficial MVP straw poll. Tim Bontemps wrote a great article. Here's the results. Out of 100 votes, Joker got 77 first place votes, bro. My guy Giannis only got 11. What are we doing? Well, Brew, you're the official voter on the squad. Are you okay with this? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. You guys know I have four criteria. Because the great thing, and I guess maybe the exasperating thing to some people, is there's no criteria. So one guy might think one voter might think is best player on best team. Yep. One guy might have a totally different criteria. My criteria: individual dominance, as witnessed by your statistics, team success, yep. supporting cast, and historical precedent. Yep. And with this this matchup with these three, I'm gonna throw in another one head to head, which is hard to well, do. Like that. It's only one of eighty. You know, they only play a couple times in eighty-two game schedule. However. Giannis and Embiid haven't played head-to-head. Jokic uh, missed – Giannis and uh, Jokic. Jokic missed the game. Giannis and Embiid have played twice. They split the wins, and it's kind of very close. And if you remember on that note last year, there was that Embiid-Jokic matchup, and Embiid could have taken potentially the game-winning three. He kicked it to the corner, and a lot of people said that could have been his MVP moment. I I thought about that. Go ahead. And this year – in the MVP moment when Embiid met Jokic, demolished him. Demolished. 47 points, 18 point. rebounds, and Jokic was guarding him most of the game. And, and, and he just abused him in and every the single fourth way. quarter was guarding oh. him on every single yeah. one of Embiid's buckets. And could do nothing with him. Hit a step back three in his face to seal the game. But here's the thing. When we go individual dominance, here's the statistics. Jokic is averaging a triple-double, which is phenomenal. However, let's be honest, the triple-double's been a bit 
watered down in terms of significance because Russell Westbrook did it four times. I voted for Westbrook when he got it because we didn't think we'd ever see that again. Now it's not quite. Three more times and nobody cares. Right. It's not quite what Joker doesn't care either. Like he was asked about it. He's like, I don't care. Sure. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. But Giannis has a – yeah, Jokic is averaging five more assists than Giannis almost. Giannis is averaging eight more points. And then more rebounds. And I think the free throw attempts is huge. He's getting to the line 13 times. Jokic is getting there six times. That's huge because he gets the defense in foul trouble and everything else. I like that. I would go with Giannis right now because he he's without, as you know, Chris Middleton, yes, second best I, player for all season. They got the second best record the, in the league. He's a far better defender. He would be my guy right this now. This is why this is exasperating for me. Because hey, you, you guys joke around. You're like, you hate Jokic, but he always shows up on the medal stand. I don't hate Jokic. I said a few years ago I thought he should be second in MVP to Chris Paul. Last year I had him third behind Luka and Giannis, if I remember correctly when we discussed it. My problem is that it feels to me like the voters changed the rules to make it apply to Jokic. Mm-hmm. Last year we were told the record essentially does not matter. The Nuggets had the 11th best record in basketball, the sixth seed in the West, and we were told, nope, doesn't matter. Look at his advanced numbers. This year, what I'm hearing is, well, they're the one seed. If he's, he, you now can't say he's doing it and it's they're not winning. Now, right? But in a league where, as you say, nobody, it's never been easier, some think, to score 30. Right. And you have all these guys averaging 30. He's averaging 24.5 points a game. Now, he's doing it on a wildly efficient level, almost unprecedented yeah. efficiency. But everybody's efficiency is great now. But when you say, really? and here's the other thing, when you say historical precedent, Giannis won back-to-back MVPs. The next year, he averaged 28, 11, and 6 on 57%. He got one vote because as far back as three years ago, everyone kind of agreed, we're not giving you all the MVPs until you show it in the postseason. And Jokic, since he has started winning MVPs, they are 5-8 and eight in the playoffs. And I understand people are yelling at their television screens wild, saying it has nothing to do with the playoffs, it has nothing to do with previous seasons, it's this year in a vacuum. And to those people, I would say, you are wrong. We have, we have 70 years of MVP voting to show us it is not just this year in a vacuum. And I care about this because I think this is the most important award in professional sports in this country. I think that the NBA MVP has the most prestige and the list. There are no like, wait, that guy won an MVP like there is in the NFL when the kicker won it. And mm-hmm. they, it matters. And we are rewriting the, what has been the precedent forever. We haven't even talked about that. It'd be his third straight, which has been done once since Wilton Russell did it. And it was Larry Bird in the mid-80s. And he ain't Larry Bird. And all three guys that won it, Russell obviously won a championship almost every year. Wilt was winning his second championship yes. in the – or his first – he won his sec, first championship in the second straight MVP out of his three. And Bird won two during his three-year MVP run. And Jokic hasn't even gotten to the finals. I think that's – look, I, I think in the, to drive home your point of how important it is, in the current – those of us who are watching it happen, we have the context. We see Steve Nash won two MVPs. Isaiah Thomas won none. We understand he's not better than Isaiah. But down the line, people that didn't see them play – 
will say, wow, maybe Nash was better than Isaiah because he's got the two straight MVPs, and he deserved them. And if Jokic, Nick, if there was, if he was head and shoulders above everybody else and it was no one else doing it and for injuries or whatever the reason, you know what? I would go with him. I wouldn't let the three straight stop me. It's 77% of the people polled. But, but that's be, that to me close. is an example. No, that, I, that, think they're, I think they're – Driven by the uh, metrics. It is the group thing. And, and, and I, I would, can I just ask this simple question? Because what about of defense? those guys, when it comes to get, it's the postseason or it's a huge game, we have to get a bucket. Is Nikola Jokic's number one pick for anybody? The answer is no. Well, literally. If, and, and how about guarding it, somebody? And that's the second question. It's a huge spot. We have to get a stop. Wow, Do you fun. even necessarily want him on the floor? It, when the other two guys we're talking about are two of the best in the league, if you are going to win three straight MVPs, you have to be so far clearly the right. best player in the league right. plus postseason success. But they're going to do it, and the award's going to lose. You its agree? Meaning. It's though. It's to me. It's those three. Luca, they're they're seventh seed right no, now. No, I, right? I think it's Luke is falling right, gotta, out. But let's they, get to Russ. We yes. got to get to Russ. We got to just quickly on Russ. Um, is he headed back to the Clippers? Strong, maybe. Shams reporting the Clippers currently in talks with with the uh, former MVP. Clippers players, Brew, very outspoken in their support. Quick review of his numbers last time he played with Paul George in the Thunder. Oh, phenomenal. Really good. So we know that's a fit. Do you like this, Matt? Yes. I, I, want, wow. I want him with the Clippers. They Look, they they traded Reggie Jackson and John Wall. They, they have no point guards other than Bones Highland, who's a nice little backup. Russ would be good there. I, I'm not predicting championship yet, but his energy – with Kawhi and Paul George, and neither of them is ball dominant, so I think they would be good fits. And Paul George had his best season, Nick. You remember that in OKC with yep. Russ. I'm so shocked so, yeah. right now. Absolutely best legit, fit. I'm truly. It might be where he should want to be, but that does not mean the Clippers should want him. Oh. I. We're in a weird spot with Russ, where like, it feels like some people feel the need to like defend Russ the human being because he gets so criticized Russ the player everybody knows Russ is a great guy and the stories about him tipping all the right. uh, the the attendance and doing all these things that that's fine that does not divorce yourself at all from this fact he can't he is incapable of being part of winning basketball at this point in his career oh, if you are trying he's been, on, he's been on five teams in five years well Washington they, went as far as they could they, Brew, with you, him? you think that if you're trying to win a championship, Absolutely. you want Russell Westbrook? Absolutely. He doesn't have to play 35 minutes a night. I, I'm we'll shocked. I, I, thought we were, I, I thought we could do this very quickly because I thought we'd all say it was insane. I'm, I'm so where do you think he should go? Nowhere? No place in if the league? If I'm trying to win, I don't want Russell Westbrook on my team. I love the guy. He's a Hall of Famer. At, at his peak, he's one of my favorite players to ever watch. There is a reason that he keeps getting moved around, and there is a reason that he has not evolved into a even a, a slightly different version of himself, except that he's less, less athletic and less efficient. It doesn't okay. work. We'll leave that there. We have some sad news before we go. Fox Sports in the baseball world lost a legend today. Tim McCarver passed away at the age of 81. He called 24 World Series, including 18 here at Fox. This came after a playing career where he won two championships. Our thoughts and prayers are with the McCarver family. Brew, your memories of Tim McCarver. Look, I was a big baseball fan and watched it avidly. As much as I watched football and basketball when I was growing up, and McCarver along with Joe Garagiola 
and Vince Scully are the ne- the three broadcasters I associate most with the game because growing up, I was hearing their voices. So it, it's a big loss. He was an all-time great in the booth. No yeah, it, to me, growing up, he was the voice of baseball, the, the mm-hmm. voice, because I, you know, I, I'm too young for the Vince Scully not on the West Coast. Yeah, I, I associate him with watching the biggest games of the year. But what I think a lot of people my age don't know is, as you alluded to, hell of a player. Right. Two-time All-Star, almost won MVP in 67, and a key piece, as you mentioned, of two championship teams. Yeah, so I agree, I agree with both of you. I remember going through like some old baseball cards that like my neighbor gave me. It's like, oh, Tim McCarver was a player. I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to share one of my favorite calls, and this is an all-time call. I'll set the stage here. This is the 2001 World Series, Mariano on the mound, bases loaded, Luis Gonzalez at the plate, the infield is brought in, and Tim McCarver thinks it's a bad idea. We want to leave you with this clip, one of the greatest calls of all time. Tim McCarver was 81. Take a listen. The one problem is Rivera throws inside the left-handers, and left-handers get a lot of broken bad hits in the shallow outfield. The shallow part of the outfield. That's the danger in bringing the infield in with a guy like Rivera on the mound. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Althea Gibson was an American tennis player and professional golfer and one of the first black athletes to cross the color line of international tennis. In 1956, she became the first black player to win a Grand Slam title. Altogether, she won 11 Grand Slam tournaments, five singles titles, five doubles titles, and one mixed doubles title. She was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame and the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame. She was also the first black player to compete on the Women's Professional Golf Tour. Gibson was a woman of many talents, an athlete, writer, vocalist, sports commentator, and was very involved in social issues and community activities. She's considered one of the most significant athletic forces among black women in sports history. A quote from Althea Gibson, the loser is always a part of the problem. The winner is always a part of the answer. 
The loser always has an excuse. The winner always has a program. The loser says it may be possible, but it's difficult. The winner says it may be difficult, but it's possible. You know, when Aaron Rodgers emerges from his darkness retreat, will he be headed for the bright lights on Broadway? Tough on the retinas, so perhaps the ego, according to Tiki to Barber. Take a listen. If he is that sensitive that he gets upset that people, reporters, opinion makers, uh, influencers, whoever, want to talk about him, he is going to struggle in New York. And I don't know if it's the right fit for him. I don't know if I want him in New York if this is going to be his reaction to things that don't matter. Jeff Schwartz is here. Jeff, yes. before you go, Broussard's going to go. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> bro. Well, agree? look, I, I, for, for my personal, I mean, I'd love to see Lamar with the Jets first, but I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers too. I just think it'd be entertaining and mm. a great story to see how he does. But Tiki's got a point. Because New York, and I get now that the internet and everything has made your 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 quotes, your clips go national, so it may not feel like the local media is as big, but it is. In New York, you're gonna have 30 reporters there every day to talk to you and parse every single thing you say. And so if he's sensitive, yeah, it's going to be. We've seen great players in all the sports who can't handle New York. And then beyond that, the smugness. His smug attitude wears an air of I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm smarter than you reporters. That will get him crushed in print in New York. So if he comes to the Jets, yeah, there will be some challenges for him. And I was a part of that New York uh, yeah, no. I was one of the good guys, yeah. one of the nice guys. But there's some sharks out there that I was competing with. So, yeah, he got to watch. I mean, there certainly are sharks I've played here. That certainly is different than anywhere else. I mean, compared, I was in Kansas City, then I came to New York, and there's, as you mentioned, there's there's 30 new reporters every day Kansas in the locker room. Kansas different. But, like, it's a little different in Kansas City. Right. Yeah. But, but, I mean, if he can't handle that, don't play quarterback. I mean, right? Like, they're scrutiny on you all the time. He goes on a national radio show every single right. week to talk all the time. I think he's used to being the center of attention. He's used to people talking about him. He will succeed or not succeed based on how he plays, right? If he can throw to the open wide receiver, if he can run the scheme properly, that's why he will succeed or not, not because he's too sensitive to handle people writing mean things about him. So I tend to agree with that. And But there, there's a great article that I think posted today by Carmen Vitale on FoxSports.com, people should check out, that talked about how Mahomes and Rodgers both lost their number one receivers this year and had very different ends of the season. Mm -hmm. Rodgers is ending it in a darkness retreat, having missed the playoffs. Mahomes is ending it (laughs) celebrating wearing the WWE championship. (laughs) And one of the things she included in the article was that Mahomes got all the guys together this offseason in Texas on his own time to run routes and to work on things, in addition to OTAs, in addition to being at, at, at everything. If I am any team that wants to go after Aaron Rodgers, I want to know, listen, we know they're OTAs. We know they're optional. You guys collectively bargain that. No problem. But what is your level of commitment going to be? Because I do not think it is crazy to say that this year Rodgers 
with the choices he made this offseason, mm-hmm. is one of the reasons he and those young receivers had a hard time getting on the same page. And whether you have young receivers or veteran receivers, if you, particularly early in the year, uh, whether you have young receivers or veteran receivers, if you're going to a new team, that time is incredibly important and incredibly valuable, especially when anyone that goes after Rodgers is thinking this is a one- or a two-year deal. So that, to me, is way more cr- mission critical to his success than whether or not the New York Daily News is going to write a mean back page. Stop. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You mock it, Nick, because you're from the Midwest. But it's Where a different are you from animal. again, bro? I'm from the Midwest, but I was a part, <laughs> I was a part of the New York media, though. <laughs> Brew, can I put you on something? I, I mean, I think the Jets fans are so hungry, it's any port in the storm. I've heard the Jets fans go crazy and that tough, tough New York media go crazy for the following people. Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Chris Strebler. Like, man, this Strebler guy. Even Sal was like, we had to stick with Strebler. He was cooking out there. Like, what? So I think it comes down to the schedule. I think if Aaron Rodgers starts hot, he would get a little bit more runway. Yes. But if their he schedule. Plays well, he'll be fine. They have to they host the Chiefs. Uh-oh. Host the Chargers, host the Eagles, they host the Patriots. Oh my gosh, that is a tough. Those are four and great divisions right there. <laughs> so I think it's tough. Uh, Lamar update. There's not really an update, but we're going to keep giving you these updates. <laughs> New report is that the Ravens didn't assure OC candidates that Lamar would be there next season. Oh, Ravens ended up hiring uh, Tom Monk, who was most recently George's OC. Prior to that, with the Browns. Jeff, do you expect? The new OC to be working with Lamar in Baltimore. I do because they have to have Lamar as their quarterback. Like, what is you the what is what's the option here? Like, if you get rid of Lamar Jackson, what's the option? Are you drafting a quarterback? Are you signing someone else? Like, you have to have him as your quarterback. Franchise tag him. Do whatever you have to do. He needs to be your quarterback this season. You don't have a choice. You, you either if you either but he has a choice. No, no, he doesn't. Why, you why, franchise tag why, him. Why do you think he would sign it? The franchise tag? Yes. Just sit out all season? Well, I don't, oh, he I'm, can. Like that, that. That's the problem with the system, right? Is that. Teams have that control. We'll franchise tag you. We dare you to sit out all season. Right. We dare you to do it. Do you, do you guys not think that's on the board? Because I think Friends, that's incredibly on the board. Season? Or at least, I don't, think I don't know that he actually has to sit out all season. I think he just has to say, I'm not signing it. I think it can be a game of chicken, and if you're the Ravens, you might blink. If he says it is a long-term deal or nothing, I dare you to test me on the, you know, my will if I on that. Don't you think Baltimore then starts calling around, engaging what his trade value is, finding out if they can, you know, what, how many draft picks they could get, what players they could get? Because Lamar, to me, if I'm the Ravens, I am very nervous about the fact that each of the last two years, particularly this one, he was hurt, correct, and didn't. That's why they didn't, right, right, but when, you're nervous about giving a long-term deal because he was hurt. You're nervous about franchise tagging him because I think a lot of us feel if he had that long-term deal, he might have shown up at the end of the season. He might have found a way to play through it, but he didn't have the security, and I understand that. Like, so I just, I, to me, this has been headed towards divorce ever since they didn't get the deal done, and then we saw, Brew, how, it, how the end of this season transpired. They would sign him to a contract now, though, if he agreed to the, the guaranteed money that they want. Well, they well. said it's a $100 million dollar Delta. They right. offered five years, $250, 133 right. guaranteed. They, they don't want to do the Watson deal, and, and he wants the Watson money, which we should absolutely say, I want more than John Watson. I get where he's at, where he wants, and I get what the Ravens are saying, because no one else, look, Herbert's not getting 230 guaranteed. 
guaranteed. Right. Burrow's not getting two. No one's doing that contract anymore. So Lamar's going to have to decide whether or not he's going to take less than, than Watson. Because I don't think anyone else, I think that contract's thrown out. Like, no one's doing that contract. It anymore. has been so far. And I, I think they should go. Now, I don't know that they will. They, I mean, they went far from this. I think they should go up to $200 million guaranteed. If they're offering 250, I don't think they're going go to go up to 200. Yeah, I mean they're almost 200 70, million, 70 million guaranteed. His, yeah, his point would be injured. They're like. almost 70 million away from that. So, but I, I'm still with Jeff Nick. I, I look, I don't. I think he'll play. I, I didn't think he should have played last year at the beginning of the season, but I think he he's a gamer, and I get it. He it seems like he may have sat out this year in the playoffs. But I think he'll play if they franchise him. Because, like you said, he's, missed, he's been hurt with the last few years. And then if he sits out another year? But, but franchising him, Wilds, just kicks the can down the road. Absolutely. Because right. if they're not willing to give him the contract he wants, the, the, the further down this road we get, the less leverage they have and the less trade value he has. So, like, it, because they have less leverage. So, if, if their plan is we'll franchise him this year, well, at the end of this year you're going to give him the contract? Nope. We'll franchise him again. Well, then you lose him for nothing after two years, and you paid him $100 well, million guaranteed for those two but years. But you also want to watch and see, can he stay healthy? Is he as good? Because, you know, he, he's been very good, but he hadn't been the guy that won the humanity. If those are your concerns, then just trade him now when his value is the highest. I just I don't think they're getting this worked okay, out. Okay, I'll tell you what Lamar needs, a little bit of inspiration. Oh, or at least, you know what, but Ravens organization does. Yeah. Lamar doesn't need it, they do. But uh, coming up next, an early edition of the Bud List. Stay Maybe tuned. there will be some football on here, Ron. Oh! I might make a late edit. What? Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash first things first 50 and use code first things first 50 to get 50% off. That's code first things first 50 at factormeals.com slash first things first 50 to get 50% off. Fuel up, eat better, and achieve greatness. Get started today. Oh, it's time for the most motivating segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. And, Jeff, it's also the time where we read some viewer mail. Oh. Yeah, we have special viewer a lot. mail reading music. Okay. That's the inspirational music. Yes. Just switch over. There we go. That's the cue for me to read okay. better. I'm excited for this. <laughs> it's been a busy week for us, yeah. mind you. Uh, yes, it has. Very Bear with me. <laughs> Dear Wilds, love the show. Thank you. The sports beverage market sure seems ripe for some innovation. Uh-oh. 
Think about it. Replace that perspiration with some inspiration. Huh. Cheers, Dawn. You know, that got me thinking. Dawn is really helping out now. Dawn? Have. Something new? Yeah. What do you have? The budless water. <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you. Not quite. We're still in the, on, at the drawing board on this one, right? It's been a long week. We went to the Super Bowl for a while. Uh, you know, we went to Kansas City. So the team, you know. But it's great. I recommend you grab some if you get a chance. Budless water. Get some inspiration along with your perspiration. Bro, take it away. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Could I need the one the Well, I'm trying my best. All right. But here, here we go. At number three, we've been talking about him, Anthony Davis. Now, look, LeBron James is playing great basketball, still a top ten player at age 33. You made some trades out in L.A. Even Nick Wright had to give Rob Palenka some credit for bringing in shooting, bringing in athleticism, bringing in defense with Jared Vanderbilt. The Lakers got some, some ballers. Yeah. All right, so what's the big question? Anthony Davis. Yep. Health, number one. Can I get 20 games, AD? You got 23 left. I want 20. Nope. I want 20. <laughs> and then there's the mentality. Because the last four games before last night, I don't – he was just not AD. 17 points a game on 41% shooting. Last night you stepped up. I need that every night, AD. Every single night. And here's – Nick, this is the yeah. great thing for Anthony Davis. They don't have to win the title. No. For people to fall in love with him again. If he plays well and say they get to the second round, people will be excited, and then next year they'll have big hopes for the Lakers. So, A.D., I believe in you when you're on the floor. So, A.D., you can do your thing. All right, number two, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. I know now it's the, Nick is all team Kyrie. No, I'm not. And look, maybe Nick, maybe the back was hurting him the last game. Maybe it just acted up and he couldn't go. But I'm a bit skeptical, all right, after watching all these years with the Nets. I don't know. Why are you sitting out your fifth game with the Mavericks? When you and Luka have to play as much as you can together to develop that chemistry, when your team is in free fall and now they're down to the seventh seed in the West, when you have the all-star break coming up. So if the back, you know, if you could play, you got all that time, the rest. Skip the all-star game if you have to skip a game. And when you're trying to impress this team to give you a contract going forward long-term. So, I look, and here's the other thing. This team went deep into the playoffs, Kyrie, without you. Yep. Last year to the Western Conference Finals with, with Jalen Brunson next alongside Luka. So you have a lot of pressure on you to mesh with Luka and to get far in the playoffs. So I do believe in you, even though you, you walked out on the Nets. I do believe in you, Kyrie. Get it done. At number one, another guy that walked out on the Nets. <laughs> Kevin Durant. My goodness. Uh, but KD, look, it is it is the perfect situation for Kevin Durant. And maybe he plays now. He's doing his press conference now or about to start his debut press conference in Phoenix. He might play tonight. But here's the deal. KD has needed to shed that, you know, that that image of he got easy rings in Golden State, right? Well, this team is stacked. All right, you got the seven-footer in DeAndre Ayton who doesn't need you to run plays for him to give you 17 and 10. You got the great distributor in Chris Paul, and you've got another great co-star who can score in Devin Booker and a nice little bench, even though you, you traded away some of the guys. They are stacked. 
They're the best roster in the NBA. And if they win the championship, here's the thing. He's got the best roster in the league. And nobody's going to say, oh, that was an easy ring. Right? Like, he actually can get rid of that image of the easy rings. And people won't say, oh, you joined a juggernaut. It was simple. They were going to win it without you. No, they weren't going to win it without you. So, KD, all you got to do is stay healthy. That's a big if at this point. Chris Paul, you got to get him to stay healthy. And I think there's a great chance for KD to win his third ring. So, KD, I believe in you. Great job. Even though you walked out on the net. Impressive. Impressive. I'll let you guys handle basketball. I'll go back to football for just a second. I'm going Kyler Murray, guys. Bad oh, vibes wow. in Arizona right now, right? Oh, yeah. People turn down this job. Brian Flores wants a coaching job. Said, nah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to be the defensive coordinator for the Vikings. They hired a defensive coach as well, right? Look at what the Giants did last year. Offensive coach helped Daniel Jones. Mike McDaniel helping Tua out. You look at Nick Sirianni helping Jalen Hurts out, right? All these offensive coaches. No, they go defense for you. That awkward exchange yesterday between Gannon and Kyler Murray kind of forced, right? He's going through his, his, uh, his tour, and they're like, oh, hey, look, your quarterback's in the building. They weren't going to tell him the quarterback's in the building to do a little introduction. Vibes are off right now, man. I, he's not playing until November right now. They're going to trade his best player away. I, I don't Great know take. if he ends up ever playing for Gannon. Oh. Whoa! Wow! He snuck that one in the end. Yeah. Wow. I mean, are, lead are, sentence. End, end of November, by the time he's healthy, they're two and twelve. He comes back next. But season. you think a ton of teams are trading for him with that contract? New That's general manager, thing. new head coach. What do they always want to do? They want their own quarterback, oh, right? Wow. Well, who wow. wants Kyler? I, I'm just wow. wondering, right? That, that's the question. He's going to be tough who, to who move. Who wants Kyler? But new head coach, new quarterback. Good always, take, though. New, new GM, new head coach, always want their own I'm quarterback. With that. That's a really good take. I'm going to go back to basketball. Joel Embiid. Oh. And I am truly, in the spirit of the bud list, trying to motivate Joel Embiid. Okay. Not only because the Sixers are my finals pick, and unlike Bruce Nets, they haven't burnt the entire thing down. They're still a viable Eastern Conference contender. But... He is quietly having another awesome year. 33-10, and 10, great defense for a top-five defense in the league, and they only have one more loss on the season than Denver, yet Joel Embiid once again is an MVP afterthought as he has finished second the last couple years to Jokic. They have the toughest remaining schedule left in the NBA post-All-Star break, and Brew, this is where I want to throw at you quickly. He is rapidly moving up a list you don't want to be on. Which is, is Joel Embiid the best player to never play in a conference finals? Right now, I think that's Dominique Wilkins. And he's not better than Dominique yet. But he could, if he gets an MVP, he is. And he needs a good post-All-Star break and a great playoff push to at least see round three, which he's yet to in his career. No, that's a great take. And when you look at, I mean, getting to the conference finals means beating Milwaukee or Boston. So it's not or, or getting to the one seed with their three back up and having them play. Each and other. he's talking about he's hurt now, or yeah. he's been hurt. He might not play in the All Star game. And I'm getting sit out the All Star game, but sure. be ready for the regular season game. So not Nick, that was nice. That was good. Joel Embiid, is that because you lost the? Voice? I believe in you. Yeah, yeah, a little inspiration. <laughs> I think good. that's the first time Nick's been inspirational on the butt list. Well, he's usually just me. killing people. Well, hey, be nice. Yeah, good job, man. Yeah, that was good. Be Thanks. Nice. Uh, I am going to put the slam dunk contest <laughs> on the butt list. Wow. Specifically, viewers of the Slam Dunk Contest, and I would ask you this. 
If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> oh, I saw that junk before. Okay, fine. You probably saw that movie before too, but it's got a different coat of paint on it, and now it's called John Wick. It is what it is. <laughs> when I was growing up, 1994, this was the best dunk in the world, the East Bay Funk. Everyone's like, wow. J.R. Ryder pulls this off. He's like, yes, I can't believe I just did that. Like, and everyone's like, wow. He goes over to Chris Webber. He's like, yes, that's great. Now, Bronny James is doing it in high school in a game. <laughs> and it's better. So, yes, the bar has moved. Now, poor Mac McClung, who just signed with the Sixers, says he's got stuff that no one's ever seen. Take a listen. Wow. I got like seven or eight dunks we're trying to uh, – juggle right now but i know at least two nobody's seen before okay so no one's ever seen those two but if he misses which maybe he might do can we still Ooh. just support it and have fun for the dunk contest everyone's blaming that the dunks aren't any good you know what's not any good the viewers wow wow be happy it's a nice dunk contest we need to change the dunk. why doesn't dominique wilkins enter the dunk contest why doesn't lebron you know why because lebron wouldn't be good at the dunk contest that's why are you sure that was mac mcclune or was that your 10 year old son well a little bit bit mac is a young boy well he's springy i think he got signed just for the dunk contest yes he's a dunker i I like mac dunk contest will be great just be happy i hope so i was nice Wild's pretty mean to viewers. Yeah, because yeah. I just—it's just this complain fest. It's a cool last dunk. year's was horrific. Yeah, but you know what? Put a cape on, jump over Kia. It is what it is. It's just have to be fun. I believe in you. Dunk I believe contest. in Matt. I do believe in. I don't oh, know if you'll I win, but Kenny Martin Jr. Uh, coming up after the break, oh, Josh Allen dethrones Mahomes as MVP, wow. and Nick doesn't have a voice, so who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> Next, first things first. Wow. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the show. Don't forget to subscribe to the First Things First podcast. Your home for coaching sports analysis and crime solving. In the most recent episode, after years of disagreements, a brash 30-something kidnaps his co-workers, flies them to his hometown where they are streamed at by one million people and plied with barbecue. Will they acquiesce to his demands? Stay tuned. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Metal's time. <laughs> 
Lakers up on the Pelicans. LeBron at the free throw line trying to okay. extend the lead. This he misses is it. not in the spirit of the <laughs> metal stand. I don't know. He's always, LeBron's always making the metal also, stand. He went 7 for 10. Can I, Lakers win. Just real quick, I wish we could get a camera on Wilds during the podcast read because he gets so into it. This vein on his forehead just pops, but you never get to see it. Bronze medal, LeBron's teammate, Anthony Davis. Nice. First nice game for AD in a while. Th- uh, 28 points on 13 of 17 shooting, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and a much-needed win over the Pelicans who are just falling apart. Silver medal, Jason Tatum. Tatum was like the buzzy MVP candidate yep. in the first Early. couple months of the season. That seems to be over. He's still playing great. 38-9-7 and in a win over the not-at-all-frisky Pistons. And then a gold medal, Mikhail Bridges. Let's go. 45 yes. Eight and five in a much-needed win for Brew's beloved and still Eastern Conference champion pick, Brooklyn Nets. There is the medal stand from last night in the NBA. We're going to turn our attention now to the NFL. Great medal stand. MVP odds are out. Buckle up at one. Josh Allen. Wow. Burrow and Mahomes tied for second. Justin Herbert. In fourth, oh. Mac Jones, oh, Trevor Lawrence, oh. out there. How are they They're going so deep. I mean, seven people, bro. That's seven people. Where's Lamar? Where is Lamar? Hey. Down in Mac Jones territory? I think Lamar should be on there. I think Mac Jones oh. should be on there. Do you have a question, Wilds? You're right. Nick. Yeah, I wonder. You got five minutes. You got your voice yeah. from the Super Bowl. You're losing it. Yeah. Can you summon up? Yeah, the courage to blast Josh Allen. Well, no, listen, I, I think these odds actually make a lot of sense because we saw this year there is a weird Josh Allen uh, hypnotization that uh, this year he got an MVP vote. This year, the yeah. one we just saw where he led the league in red zone turnovers, where he continued a downward trajectory from 2020. This year he got an MVP vote. I Here's the thing I don't understand, bro. Do we all agree that we are right now we have more really, really, really good young quarterbacks than any time in recent memory. You have like seven guys that are Mahomes' age or younger, you know, 23 to 27 years old, that all look like they could be good enough to win a Super Bowl one day and be the driving force. Why is there such a fascination with Josh Allen? Wow. Why? What, what, what is it that makes him so a more worthy candidate than Herbert or Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? Honestly, what is it? It can't be how he played this year. It can't be the success of his team the last couple of years. They haven't made past round two in the last two seasons. So what is it? I don't get it. I truly don't get it. Well, first of all, I, I, I feel I may be guilty for some of Nick's angst. Because remember yesterday I said Josh is coming. Oh, yeah. Josh is coming. And I think Vegas saw that. Oh, like Josh was. is coming. You know, yes. so I, and I'm not – I think Mahomes should be the favorite. Of course. Okay, however, Nick, what it is – is I, I they were thirteen and three. We you keep talking about Josh Allen like he was so put horrific. Kirk Cousins up there. He scored eighty four percent a league high of his team's touchdowns. They had fifty touchdowns. He had forty two of them. People, what people love about Josh is the arm and the legs but, and the size, and they do win. And I get they haven't beat Mahomes is better. No, but but you I'm see not even things in Mahomes Josh Allen. Where he he's already very good, and you see greatness, the potential for greatness. Wilds, but here's my where lies my frustration. And it's actually kind of similar to the Jokic MVP conversation, where it seems like people know where they want it to end up, 
and reverse engineer the argument. So last, he, Josh Allen was the MVP favorite coming into this season. What was the reasoning? Well, he didn't play well in the regular season. But that those two playoff games, right. oh my goodness, everyone bought it. This year, he was awful in both playoff games. And the argument is, oh, but in the regular season, he carried the team. So if we're just going to land here, then so be it. And the to Mahomes not being the favorite, I think, shows that the Vegas believes, I think, correctly that Mahomes is going to be held to a different standard than everyone, and they will try to find... He already has. Di- right, that, that, and they're not going to want to give it to him back-to-back. So I thought, I thought about that, and I had um, Josh pull up the graphic of Aaron Rodgers' two seasons. I was like, all right, if you win the MVP, is there a little voter fatigue? Do you have to be much better? You don't. When he won back-to-back, he had... Uh, let me do the math yeah. here. 11 fewer touchdowns. His passer rating mm. dropped. His yards dropped. The record was the same. So by this precedent, Mahomes theoretically could downshift a little bit and still win the MVP if the, the Chiefs are good. Y- 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 of course he could still win it. The, last year, the 2021 MVP season was odd in this regard, I feel, Brew, in that people, you know, there was a lot of smoke coming in on Josh Allen because he was so good in 2020 and was a legitimate MVP candidate. He had a down regular season. Mahomes had that five-week struggle. He was basically eliminated. Mm -hmm. And then who? Brady Brady was was the one guy, and it's not like people felt like Brady hasn't gotten, like, oh, okay, you know, he's never won one. Let's give him one. So So I think voters in the NFL in particular are hesitant to... I think to do what exactly what you saw happen, which is give a guy an MVP even if he was a second time, even if he wasn't as good as the previous year. I think the Rodgers thing was a bit of an aberration. The only other question I would have is, how does the new voting change MVP stuff going forward? Where instead of submitting one name, right. you, you do a whole ballot and it's a point system. I, I don't know how that's going to impact it moving forward. I think it changes it a bit, for sure. Trevor Lawrence yeah. should be higher. Trevor Lawrence Come should on. not be higher. What, why I'm not? shocked, too, is that Second too. year with Doug Peterson, adding Calvin Ridley. They, they got as far in the postseason as the Bills did this year, and he is in a far easier division. Why would a guy who made a huge leap from year one to year two, now with second year of a system and a coach and an added weapon, not be a real MVP candidate? He's seven. Be, okay. be happy with seven. Okay. Because he dropped the ball 15 times against okay. the Eagles.